0: What up, though? I would be the non-sexy one. It's Matt McLaren, and this is Jam Session, the podcast version 324, asking simply that you prepare to be dazzled.
1: If not entertained.
0: I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what we're going to say today. I, I'm, this is going to be a fascinating podcast. I, was I dazzled and entertained? At times, no. yes. At times, No. I'm going to be honest with everybody out there. I'm going to use cuss words more than I have in a while (laughs) to describe what we witnessed this afternoon. So I'm just giving everybody, mom, lady friends, mom, I'm just giving everybody a heads up because I'm going to use language to describe what I believe we witnessed today, okay? (laughs) So with that being said, before we get into describing that, I want to go ahead and tell you something positive and something that makes me smile, which is our friends at Greening Law, because Greening Law, you know what? Maybe the Cowboys could use Greening Law after they got hit by a runaway train, whatever the hell that was that they let into AT&T Stadium on Sunday afternoon. Maybe they need to call Greening Law because (laughs) I'm pretty sure they were injured on the premises of their own business, and I'm pretty sure that they were hurt in what I can only describe as a car accident, which is what greening law specializes in greening law goes to bat for you greening law is your demarcus lawrence on the goal line to help save you that's what greening law can do for you to help you focus on healing and renewal
1: hey man um we rock with greening law and matt's rocked with him for for a long time on his, on his situation and here's why whenever you're going through something like this and you're fighting a big company maybe they're a 17 point favorite and you're trying to figure out how to how to negotiate the situation. Um, you want somebody to rock to rock with you, to ride with you, to hold your hand if it were, to have a flashlight and lead you down the path and say, hey, turn right here, turn left there, walk straight ahead, don't forget the ledge right here, don't fall off. And that's what greening law does. They provide somebody to show you the light and show you the way while you're going through this long kind of complicated process. And uh, at the end of the day, it works and they work and they work for you and they don't get paid unless you get paid. And so you never have to wonder
0: if they're grinding for you. That's exactly right. So give them a call. It, it's free to call, man. The consultation is absolutely free. 972 934 8900. 972 934 8900. It's Robert Greening. Call him now. Offices Dallas, Texas. So it begins. The Cowboys are 10 and 3. That is a positive. The Cowboys now, because they beat Minnesota, would technically have the second seed. If, if division titles didn't matter, they'd be two in the NFC. The Cowboys have back-to-back 10-win seasons for the first time since 1995 and 96. That's a pretty good deal. Those are all positives, man. The Cowboys won a football game in the NFL, and that's a positive. That was a horseshit performance. And they should be embarrassed it was disgusting to watch the first half, it, the turnovers, the play of Dak Prescott for the vast majority of the game, the play from the receivers dropping potential touchdowns, dropping passes, the play from the defense. I, I, it's, it was horseshit. That was a horseshit performance by this team today. And I'm going to nitpick because I get it. and I've already had a couple people that have tweeted in saying, look, man, a win is a win. Fine. A win is a win. Houston's the worst team in the NFL. Houston is trash. Houston, we knew coming in is trash. The fact that you needed Dak Prescott to all of a sudden morph into an actual good NFL quarterback on the final drive of the game. And make no mistake about it, man. That game they put, that drive they put together to win the game, he looked like an elite quarterback. How in the world you can play like that after you have played like a colossal dropping of shit for three plus quarters? (laughs) I don't know. Somehow they woke up and realized, my God, guys, we're about to lose to Houston. We're going to be the laughing stock of the NFL for the next week. We can't let this happen. That's just how I feel about this game. I'm not quite as um, as pissy as Matt,
1: but because I get a lot of what happened in this game. And a couple things went on in this game that made it turn out the way it was. And one of them is, is and I know this happened very early, man, but Kevontae Turpin's. Dude must fumble, really set the tone for why Dallas had to scramble at the end. And you're like, but dude, that happened three minutes into the game. What are you talking about? No, I'm talking about Dallas moves right down the field. Zoop, 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 yep. zoop, touchdown.
0: Nine plays, get, 76 yards. No, They averaged 11 yards in attempt rushing the football on their first drive.
1: And they looked they looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? You get a three and out. Now what are we finna do? Get the ball and blow them out. It's going to be 14 nothing. And they're gonna be like, oh snap, these Cowboys are for real. Yep. Instead, you fumble that ball at the 24 yard line. I mean, this is the NFL, though. You just can't be giving people the ball at the 24 yard line. Yep. They go in and score, and all of a sudden it's 7 7. And guess what they feel? They feel good about themselves. And then Dallas doesn't do anything on offense. They come down and get a field goal when boss man Fat gets beat for a big play. What? He got and beat for a big play? Stop.
0: He's trash. Yards. Get him out of the
1: league. Thirty six yards. And all of a sudden, it's ten seven. And the Texans are like, Maybe it's our day. Plus, and here's the other thing, man. Plus, um, and give the Texans credit for this, even though even though they suck. They came in with a different game plan. They're like, We're gonna run some read option with Jeff Driscoll, who was a really good runner in high school and in Florida and we're gonna shorten the game. And if they, and you know, the Cowboys did, I don't think the Cowboys prepped for the read option this week. When they play teams with running quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts and some others, they'll prep for it. I don't think they prep for it this week. And so if you don't prep for it, it will take you a minute to adjust to it. And so I think that allowed them to get some first downs, get some offense, shorten the game. And um, you know, the turnovers, uh, however they happen, why they happen, You know, the interception at the end of the first half by Dak, I think his arm got hit as he threw again. It's just, you know, you gave them like you gave them two short fields. They turned Mm -hmm. them into touchdowns and all of a sudden you're like, what the hell?
0: Yeah. And the fact that Houston had the lead at halftime is a joke. And we went through this, you know, it, it was really, really weird to me how effective they were on the first drive running the football. And even, I guess, on one of the other drives, it might have been the third drive of the game where they went right down the field, seven plays, 75 yards. You know, that was the one where he hit Noah Brown for the 51-yard touchdown. But really, after that first drive, I mean, Houston's the worst run defense in the NFL. We went through this the other day while we were talking about how to get ready for this game. And this is a team in Dallas that had the 25-yard run from Zeke the 18-yard run from Pollard. I think he had the other 11-yard run. When you take those three runs away, they struggled to move the ball on the ground against a team that's trash.
1: Yeah, I think, um, but see, I think it's all tied in together. Like, because the passing game struggled, you know, they just couldn't find a rhythm. Like, they couldn't find a rhythm with their offense where the passing game struggled. And so they couldn't, they didn't convert some third downs early which meant they didn't get another set of plays to get the run game going. Or, you know, they lost, uh, they lost a couple yards on first down. And so now that you're behind the chains and drives kind of screwed. And as Ed Werder pointed out later, I was looking to see what the, stat, what the actual numbers were. It just seemed like Dak had a lot of passes knocked down. They had 11 pass deflections today. I bet that hasn't happened in, that's probably the most he's ever had. But it just seemed like they got their hands on a lot of balls that, uh, that messed up the timing and stuff. So, so I think they just looked – they just had no rhythm. I think that's the best way to say it on offense. They just had no rhythm in their passing game, which meant they couldn't get to their running game.
0: Yeah, and look, reality of it was, like I said, I just didn't think Dak was very good for the vast majority of the game. And I get it. His arm was hit. You know, The ball hit Noah Brown, whatever you want to say on these interceptions. Nine picks in eight games for Dak now. I don't know what the reasoning is. There's a disconnect between him and the receivers at times. There are times where it's his fault. There are times where it's the receiver's fault. You can't do this. We we have got to stop with these, oh, we're about to go into halftime. We got a chance to take some momentum here. Nope, here's the ball. You guys score. I don't (laughs) care why. I don't care why it happens. Stop. Like these interceptions going into the half have got to stop happening. Dak has got to stop for whatever the reason is. They've got to figure this out. They've, they've got to look at it and say, what are we doing where these interceptions are continuing to happen? Because you can't, and this is this is my problem with the game like this, because a win is a win. We went through it. 10, ten wins in a, the second consecutive year. This is fantastic. They're going to the playoffs. The problem is when you look at what you're doing against teams like Houston, if you're going to have moments and you're going to have multiple drives like we saw from this Cowboys offense and the defense, the flip side of that, and you're going to make these types of mistakes, you will be a one-and-done team in the playoffs. We don't care about making the playoffs. That's neat. Awesome. I have seen the Cowboys make the playoffs multiple times in the last 25 years. I want you to go out and do what the Eagles did to the Giants today because I'm going to tell you this right now. The Eagles are the best team in the NFL. And the Eagles are starting to get to a point where I think you can fear them because Jalen Hurts is playing at a higher level than Dak Prescott has been in recent weeks.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Forty-eight, uh, twenty-two over the Giants. That's a that's an ass kick, and they did what they were supposed to do to a bad team, even though the Giants and maybe the Giants aren't a bad team. I mean, there's what are they seven four? Well, they guys? they did it
0: last week to Tennessee.
1: Yeah, which was which we all think is a pretty good team. Um, so yeah, the the, the 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 Eagles are playing really good right now. Um, but again, I think when you look at it, you know, you just have I I think you're best served figuring out your own shit. You know what no, I'm saying? No, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, it, like the Eagles going to do what they are going to do. Sure. San Francisco going to do what they going to do. Yep. Uh if you play good, it don't matter cuz you are good enough to compete with them. If you play like shit, then, you know, it's going to be some sad singing and some slow walking off the field once again.
0: And, and see, my thing of it is, like, this score, Dallas should not have won this game. I mean, quite honestly, if Houston wasn't Houston, I, Dallas doesn't win this game. But because Houston is so bad, it almost feels like they allowed Dallas to win. And, and to be fair, that last drive, Dallas went out and took this game. But it's... And we, we nitpick because this is the worst team in the NFL. And, and you you look at what Dallas has done in recent weeks, and what have we always said? And, and again, you can only play the schedule that is laid out in front of you. Well, they don't, they don't play anybody. Okay, then go whip the hell out of the Colts. Go whip the hell out of the Texans and go whip the hell out of the Jags. And they didn't do that today. And they did it last week against the Colts in a game that was 21 to 19 going into the fourth quarter. And then they turned it to a level that the Colts didn't have. It, it, to me, if you're going to play weak teams, I want you to beat up these teams. Are you going to win by 17, which is what the line was? I don't know. We both thought they would. But this game, this is not a team that you should have had a 98-yard drive in the final two minutes of the game to have to beat.
1: No, uh, they they shouldn't have. But, you know, the reality, man, is this happens sometimes because, what, teams are comprised of humans who spend all week looking at tape going, oh, God, these guys suck, who spend all week hearing about how great they were after uh, winning 54-19 last week, and who probably – Did what Mike uh, McCarthy and uh, every other coach has always said. Don't take the cheese. Don't get caught up in in what everybody's telling you. When you look in the paper, and I don't think I've ever seen this before. I'm sure it's happened. Maybe it happened in that Miami game where they were favored by 20-something. And I was one of the people. You know, I think everybody in there, the closest score was 31-10. Yeah. And, you know, so that's the vibe everybody was feeling around Dallas this week. You know, they're human. So that's the vibe that their wives and girlfriends and side chicks were feeling. That's the vibe that their families were feeling. That's the vibe vibe that their friends were feeling. And so they probably came out with a little bit of that. But I think it all started with the early turnover that changed the game. And yeah, it was early. But, dude. That's what happens when you commit early turnovers. That's why I always say this is – I mean, they did it with the Colts. This is how you get beat. You let a team hang around, and all of a sudden, they start thinking, well, shit, maybe it is our day. Maybe today we can win a game.
0: Yeah, it, it's – you know, it, the, the reality of it is maybe this is one of those games, you know, you hear everything that you're saying, and maybe this is one of those gut-check games where Dallas now goes, man, you know, they were lucky to win this game. And this is that type of game that goes, okay, well, we we have to play a certain way or we can lose to anybody, and maybe this will be one of those reality slap-in-the-face wake-up calls for a team that had had it pretty easy in recent weeks. You know, I mean, you you look at this, and and we talked about it, the offense, the way that they'd been playing. You go back to the way that they just absolutely annihilated the Colts towards the end of the game. You know, a game against the Giants the week before that was eh, not as close as the score indicated. They blow out the Vikings, you know, riding high. And maybe this is one of those games that we look back and they point to and go, hey, we realized in that game against the Texans that we we have to play at a certain level and we have to be more, I don't, who knows? But unfortunately, now you got four games left in the regular season. Three of them are on the road. You got to play the Eagles in there. They're going to the playoffs. They are going to be in the playoffs. They're going to play whoever wins the NFC South because they're going to be the highest ranked wild card, and they're going to play the NFC South. And this, to me, it's it's disheartening this late in the year when we believe they are one of the teams that have a shot in the NFC. These types of games make you question that and raise your eyebrows and go, okay, are you going to give yourself an opportunity to take this thing to where we haven't seen it in 25 years? Or are you the team that we have all seen the last 25 years that makes the playoffs and loses your first playoff game?
1: Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's a little hard to say. Um, I think they're... In general, they're playing good, um, but uh, you know they got some things they got to fix. And the main thing is the turnovers. It's just hard to win with turnovers, man. Yeah, uh, it just is. Um, I mean, it just is, bro. If you turn it over, especially if you're giving people short fields, you know, inside your forty or inside your thirty, right? Because uh, you're basically giving them free touchdowns. Because if you look at,
0: which is what happened today on on both their first two inter- or their first two turnovers.
1: Right, and without, you know, we've gone this far and we haven't talked about it yet, but, you know, without that fantastic defensive stand at the end of the game where they get to turn over and return to the five and you go, I don't know how they're not going to score a touchdown here, but if you can hold them to a field goal, then you still got a chance. And not only do they not hold them to a field goal, they shut them down and and keep them from scoring and give the ball back to the offense with – you know some terrific plays by Demarcus Lawrence and Anthony Barr and Neville Gallimore. Yeah. Um, you know, but again, we were we would have been talking about three turnovers inside your twenty-five or your thirty that led to twenty-one
0: points, and that's why you get that's why you lost. Yeah, I mean that's exactly right because you look at it. Their first touchdown we talked about off the Turpin muff on the punt. Six plays, 24 yards, touchdown, to tie. The DAC interception, again, the inexplicable late first half interception that they have. I, I don't even care, and I already explained this. I don't care why they're happening. Stop it. You're not making $40 million a year to throw interceptions going into the half every damn game. So figure it out. Stop it. Well, the receiver, I don't give a shit. Stop throwing freaking interceptions at the end of the first half in every damn game. And then what happens? Two plays, 27 yards for Houston, touchdown. And to your point, the late interception right at the end of the game stop throwing interceptions stop it and you get again somehow inexplicably i mean houston you guys realize this like you pointed out jock okay intercepted and next thing you know it's a first and goal from the dallas four to start their drive and somehow houston because they're houston finally doesn't score on this like you talked about i mean a great goal line stop dallas made the plays demarcus lawrence on the third and goal Gallimore, as you pointed out, I mean, a phenomenal sequence to keep Houston out of the end zone because they were going for the throat slash. Houston and scores there, the game is over.
1: Right, which is, and going forward on fourth down was the right call. I mean, you're
0: Houston. Why, um, why would you kick a field goal?
1: <laughs> yeah, not just that, but the Cowboys hadn't hadn't moved the ball at all, yeah. so there was no reason to think that um, you know, something something would happen, but the, the whole tone was set you know, to me on kind of like first down when they when they hit him in the backfield I think it was Vander and so now the whole drive was just kind of a, a little discombobulated. But that's where – I mean, that's where the game was won right there. Um, that and your first down pass to Dalton Schultz, which gets you off the, the shadow of your own end zone. It's 21 yards. And now you got a little bit of momentum, and you can see, like, okay, we got the starts of a drive. Let's go make it
0: happen. Yeah, and, and you know, that's the thing with Dak is you look at some of the throws that he had – You know, the throw where he was under pressure and threw off his back foot and missed Michael Gallup wide open earlier in the game that could have turned in, honestly, probably would have been a touchdown. It... it. You have that, you have some of the throws that he missed, you have the interceptions that he throws, and then you you see the throw that he made to Noah Brown on that final drive that was an unbelievable pass and catch when Brown got popped. You see the throw that he made later to Dalton Schultz just over the fingertips of the defender that took him down to the four. That, I mean, he made two of the best throws we might have seen all season on that final drive, and you sit there and you go... How is it possible for you to throw balls like this and to perform at this level, and then we see some of the passes you make earlier in the game, and to me, I guess that's where my concern pops up is because you're getting a lot of inconsistencies from the quarterback position
1: yeah i think um but you know I think you have to look at it like the one to gallop he's getting hit as he throws right so well, he, he can't was follow. yeah, so he, can't he couldn't step through. up, yeah, and even on the interceptions, you know at least the the two I think um his arm got hit as he threw so I understand him um or no he got hit on the last one the other one I think the uh one of DB's tipped the ball um and it kind of redirected it just a little bit but you know that's why they're all kind of wonky because you don't look at them, you know but you know there was a time and I I think Dak's beyond this but there was a time where Bill Parcells would say hey stay out the middle of the field because that's where all the traffic is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I found it interesting. I looked at it this way. I looked at it like it seemed like until the final drive, which is kind of weird, they didn't really have any answers for this zone defense that Tennessee was playing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it just looked like, but see at the end you're like, oh, look how they attacked it. He is very patient. He took the check downs underneath, let guys run for eight yards and found a rhythm. You know, made some throws to the corner, the one that Noah Brown caught, hit the seam route to, to Don Schultz. you're like, all that shit was open the whole game. I don't know why y'all couldn't figure it out until the very end. But they didn't figure it out until the very end.
0: No, they didn't. And, and reality of it is, this is a team that scored 10 fourth quarter points and held Houston to none to come back and somehow win this game. A game that, you know, for three quarters and 13 minutes, they really had no business winning. And somehow they pull out the win. And at the end of the day, I have a hard time when, when it's this game. I mean, look, if, if this had been almost any other team in the NFL, I'm like, okay, a win is a win. But, man, you're, you're playing a Houston team. Their quarterbacks are horrible. They, they, they don't run well. They, were, they didn't even have their number one wide receiver. And some dude named Chris Moore goes 10 for 124 on you. Yeah. I, I, I gotta be honest with you i i today is the first time i know who chris moore is i still don't know <laughs> so i mean <laughs> you know we're talking about aware. it's it's those types of things well i oh you know Kel, kelvin joseph had to play and then trayvon diggs got hurt and missed some time and then well at the end you know that they, they had some troubles because uh terrence steel got hurt and again it, it's the old sean lee thing right so you're telling me this team is horseshit if terrence steel doesn't play so this, this team, because Anthony Brown got hurt. Well, I mean, you know, if we had, again, all teams in the NFL deal with injuries and it just feels like you see these, these things with the Cowboys, where the drop off from the dudes they put on the field is stunningly significant from some, I, I don't know how to describe it. it and I get it. Josh ball's trash and shouldn't be in there. And they reckon To the Cowboys coaching credit, they recognized that fairly quickly and ended up telling Jason Peters, dude, I know you haven't played right tackle in like 17 years. But get your yeah. ass over there. Yeah, go play right tackle because Josh Ball shouldn't be in the NFL.
1: No, you know he gave up a lot of that penetration on the on the fourth down stop where Zeke got hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know. But I mean, I didn't expect him to play well. Uh, I mean, he didn't, it's, he's not. It's not like he was a guy who played well. In the, put it like this: like when Deron Bland got in the game when he got in the game a couple weeks ago, I was like, oh well, he played pretty good in the preseason. So there's yeah. there's some hope josh ball i've never seen him play good so i i didn't have any grandiose expectations about what he could or couldn't do uh and you know we'll see how they have to adjust and and how long terrence Steele is out and all that other stuff right but uh you know the main thing is uh they figured out how to keep their dreams alive i mean that really is the main thing today and uh i don't know bro I'm not going to say I was confident, but you probably saw me tweeting out there like I'm sure they're going to figure out some kind of way to win this game wow. because it didn't feel to me that, now after the interception. The third turnover, I go, well, if you turn the ball over three times, you get what you get.
0: All right. Well, we'll continue before we move forward. Let's tell you again about a couple of our sponsors. If you haven't had your bruised billetong yet, you need to. You just got to order it, especially after a game like that. It'll make you smile. It'll make you happy because putting a little bruised biltong in your mouth is a tasty treat. High in protein. There's no artificial ingredients, no sugar, no preservatives. We are talking about something that is very similar to beef jerky, but it's more savory. It's more tender. It is a traditional South African air dried beef and you order it online at bruisebiltong.com.
1: No, man. I think we've, we've told you that one of, the, one of the benefits of it is not only does it taste great, but if you're looking to uh, have a healthy snack, it fits the ballpark, man. 230 calories in a 2-ounce pouch, 30 grams of protein. That's a lot for a 2-ounce pouch. And you know I like it in the middle of the day because it keeps you fit. Uh, you know, I chase it with some water, sparkling water. But that's the way you do it. It's a great snack. It's got no carbs in it. It's all natural. Um, what do you say, man?
0: Bill Tong. Put it in your mouth. Yeah, you know. pretty much. Biltong, it's good. Eat it. I mean, there's so many different things yeah. you can come up with for it. I was going to say, it was like bang, bang is good
1: for your guns. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> Main thing is try some. You'll love it. It's for real, for real. No cap. And, uh, you know, you can thank us later like a lot of other folks folks have
0: done. It's BruiseBiltong.com, B-R-U-S-B-I-L-T-O-N-G. Use the promo code JAM15 at checkout. Order it for Christmas gifts, I am telling you. Makes a great snack. And if you've got a beef jerky lover in your life, once they try Biltong, they go, hey, well, where'd you get this? And you can turn them on to Bruce Biltong. JAM15, the promo code to use for 15% off your order. Also, of course, JR and his guys over there at Freeway Tire Shop, as we round out the year and you need those tires that you perhaps have been waiting on for the end of the year, you might just need an oil change, a state inspection. JR and his guys at Freeway Tire Shop, they're going to do it right. They're going to stand behind their work and they will blow you away with the level of customer service that you experience.
1: No, man. and You know, a lot of people say, hey, talk about customer service. It's a big deal. No, it's a big deal for real. And that's because he learned uh, customer service working in uh, Home Depot's management program. And so he brought a lot of those techniques, a lot of things he learned to his own business once he started it. And, uh, you know, the, the thing about Jr. for me, man, is you can trust him. And, you know, I don't fix cars, man. Uh ain't never fixed them. Didn't grow up around somebody who was fixing them. Mm. So I always have relied on a mechanic. And the thing I like about him is, one, he diagnoses the problem quickly. And two... He says, hey, what kind of parts you want? You can use these parts. They're a little cheaper. They won't last as long. You use these parts. They're a little more expensive. They'll last longer. Which do you want to go? See, I can appreciate that because that ties in with the next thing, which is JR charges you a fair price. I mean, it ain't, no, it's ain't free. He got expenses. But it's a fair price, a price you don't mind paying for the work that gets done. And then finally, dog, I rock with JR, man, because he stands behind his work. If anything is not perfect, you just bring it back. He'll twiddle with it. Twiddle? I don't know if that's a word. He'll fix it and get you back up on the road. No problem, no questions. It's all good, man. And that's why I rock with JR. You should, too. It's five minutes up the road, 35 in Commonwealth. You get off, he's on the right. As soon as you go through the light, you can't miss him. Uh, Tell him we sent you, your boys from Jam Session. And uh, it's not that serves be any better, but you might get a hug and a kiss. There you go. And who doesn't
0: like that? (laughs) You can schedule your appointment and request a quote if you'd like to do that. Check them out online at FreewayTireShop.com. So the Cowboys, I mean, this is just one of those weird games, man. It's one of those weeks that you just move forward. Who knows? And again, it's, it's, it's a performance where there will be, we won't know if this matters, quite honestly, until you get to the playoffs. Because if it's a one and done and you look at it and you go, you know, we saw signs, we saw some of these inconsistencies, go back to that Houston game, we knew they had to get corrected. Or it may be one of those things where they make a run in the playoffs and we go, okay, that was just an off week that meant nothing. Right, right, right. I don't know. I don't know at this point. I do know that what we have seen so far, and we mentioned it briefly earlier, but I do think it's true, the Philadelphia Eagles right now are the best team in the NFL. And and we have talked all year about is there a team that you fear? The Eagles, and we'll get a chance to see this in two less than two weeks on Christmas Eve, the Eagles are really, really good. And they are starting to be that team where... If I had to pick right now, I would favor the Eagles to beat Dallas in the rematch because the Eagles are clicking, man, and they are playing at a level. They're just better than everybody else. They got a quarterback who's playing out of his mind. They got two receivers in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Remember when the Cowboys had a guy named Amari Cooper along with C.D. Lamb? Kind of looks right. like that. They have a running back in Miles Sanders who ran for 140-plus yards on the Giants today. They've got a defense who makes plays and is really good. I think right now the Eagles are a better team than the Cowboys, and the Cowboys can prove me wrong on Christmas Eve. But at this point, the Eagles are the team to beat in the NFC, and I, I put them a level above of, of anybody else we've seen playing right now.
1: Nothing, but I think they are. I think San Francisco's coming strong. Uh, they put Purdy in their quarterback quite as it's kept. They don't seem to have missed a beat to me, man, and that's because they've always been a running-based a running team built on defense where they haven't asked their quarterback to make a lot of plays. And so much like a Cooper rush situation, a, hey, hey purdy, if you'll just not mess it up, dog and distribute the ball properly, we can win with you at quarterback. Um But I think you got to keep it in perspective, man. Um Teams have games like this, you know, the Eagles barely beat the Colts a few weeks ago, played like crap, uh, but won it at the end. Um, You know, the lions six and seven, beat the uh or they were 5-7 when the game started beat the 10-2 and two, uh vikings um uh, even even if you go back and look at the titans who we think is a good team they got beat by the jaguars today by 14 at the crib uh and so the main thing is to win and then you can nitpick like we are but when you're trying to keep pace and hope for a miracle what matters most is that you figured out a way to win and uh, they did this and they, they got to do it against Jacksonville next week, which sounds like, I mean, it's Jacksonville, dude, but I'm telling you, bro, Man, they're every, coming along, dude. Everybody's tricky in their own way. And if you, if you don't play your best football and clearly the Cowboys didn't do it today, you can have problems. Cause see, we're talking about Jacksonville and Jacksonville is suddenly one, three out of four or three out of five uh, played the chiefs tough in a loss and then got smoked by those uh by those detroit lions who have won like five out of six but yeah. who's the only team to beat detroit in this stretch bro your dallas cowboys yeah and they very blew true. them out and they and they blew them out 24 to 6. so you know it's we say it all the time it's frustrating when it happens unless you unless you turn in a great performance but it's a week-to-week league bro
0: it is a week-to-week league, and, and to your point, Jacksonville today, and, and this is a great lesson, and Cowboys learned this. That when you turn the ball over, the way to keep lesser teams hanging around you is to give them free possessions. Yep. Cowboys did it three times to Houston today. Jacksonville was plus four in the turnover margin today. They went into Tennessee and beat the Titans because the Titans fumbled it three times and threw a pick. And, and you're,
1: not, you're, you're almost never going to win no. with that many
0: turnovers. You're not going to do that. Trevor Lawrence was really, really good today. And, you know, reality of it is Lawrence doesn't suck. He's starting to grow and, and, and show why he was the number one overall pick. Travis Etienne is a very good running back. Evan Ingram went bonkers today. But again, the reality of it is this much like it was against Houston. You are a better team than Jacksonville. If you don't turn the ball over and give Jacksonville free possessions with your what is now becoming an every week experiment in the end of the first half interception, if you stop doing those types of things, you should beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville next Sunday. But if you want to throw a couple of picks, if you want to muff a punt, Jacksonville's going to hang around. And as Houston and the Cowboys discovered today, when you let a Leicester team hang around, this is the NFL. You know, the the margin between the really bad teams and the really good teams is not like in college when it's Alabama playing an FCS school and, oh, well, we were minus four in the turnover margin and still won by four touchdowns. <laughs> right. In, in the NFL, the teams, they're just too good. And the margin is really thin between good and suck in the NFL. And the reality of it is, I mean, it is, in it, If they do this against the Jags and they're minus two or minus three in the turnover margin, they're going to be in a fourth-quarter battle against the Jacksonville Jaguars with the game on the line.
1: Yeah, but I don't think they'll play like that next week.
0: They better not because I can't handle this two weeks in a row.
1: (laughs) I think this was was just one of the weird circumstance games. Like I said, some of it had to do with the style that Houston was playing because I could recognize pretty early on. I was like, man, this is going to be one of them short possession games. Because I looked up, dog, and the way Dallas came out and ran the ball 10 straight times in the third quarter, and then Houston got the ball and had a scoring drive, like half the quarter was gone and it had been two possessions. And I'm like, this is not a positive for your Dallas Cowboys.
0: No, not at all. And, And it's funny because you do go back to that first drive. And, of course, I made the mistake of putting this out on Twitter, which everybody always likes to go back and talk shit about. They, I mean, again, they went right down the field on Houston in that first drive and it, it looked like they were unstoppable. And I was like, my God, they averaged 11 yards on the ground per attempt at first drive. This is about to be a slaughter. And of course, now, you know, you get into the fourth quarter, you're like, oh, you're a dumbass. That, that certainly wasn't the case, but... I don't know. This is this is one of those wins that you as you said, you take the win. You are still in the hunt to try and track down Philadelphia. Somebody's got to help you. Not only do you have to beat the Eagles, but somebody else also has to beat a team that right now. I I mean, I didn't think the Eagles were going to go 16 and one, but holy hell, I don't know that they're losing to anybody outside of Dallas. And I don't know that Dallas is going to beat them.
1: I'm with you, bro. Uh, I didn't think they were going 15 and two. Let alone sixteen or one, but it definitely feels like that. Now, I mean, I don't think anything that happens today has any effect on the uh, on a filler game because
0: no, I mean if that's different. You know,
1: yeah, because why they'll 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 be ready to play. They'll prep like crazy. You know, they'll they'll know what's at stake, and so the, the whole mindset going into the game will be different than it was going into this game. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, it's just the way it is, bro, and so. Um, uh, we'll see what happens, but you know, the main thing is they figured out a way to win. Dak was masterful on the last drive. The defense was masterful on their last, uh, possession out there, uh, when they, when they had the goal line stand and, um, you know, outside of that, not a not a lot to talk about positive. I mean, Noah Brown had a good game. Dalton Schultz came back and had a, had a nice game. Uh, I can't. I still couldn't figure out how they didn't sack Houston's quarterbacks one time today.
0: Yeah, it's pretty impressive based on the amount of sacks that Houston had given up previously. Right. And again, it's you know it's things like that. It's the turnovers. It was the extraordinarily inconsistent and quite honestly, well below average quarterback play. It was some of the drops. Some of the. It, it, and again, like you said, when you when you're watching, everybody on the Cowboys watched film on Houston all week. And it's that natural human emotion of, Man, my God, this team sucks. Yeah. And, and, you know, is the mental hey. focus? I think it's fair. We always expect, like, the professional athlete, oh, their mental focus will be the same week in and week out regardless of who they're playing. And that's no, not true. Not, because anybody really not. who has any job knows. I mean, it, it, it's, it's like anything. Is your mental focus at your job the same on every single project or every single thing that you're tackling? There's no way it is. Is it the same next week a week before christmas no i mean it, it's it's it could be the right it, it could be the same as you know there are some jobs where you have a boss that's not always around and then when that boss shows up i guarantee you you're you're more focused you're more like man i got to make sure i'm hitting this and doing this and doing that and then the next right. week oh hey the boss isn't going to be in here like oh, okay cool we can kind of half ass it a little bit today and still accomplish what we need so i get that mental part of it your mental acuity and your mental focus going into a game against Philadelphia is going to be much different. I'll tell you this: if they get their ass kicked against Philadelphia, that would be way more disheartening than what we saw today. But that's oh, two absolutely. weeks away, and we'll see.
1: No, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, you know, this 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 game had a lot of moving parts to it, and, and again, you know, it's not just one side you're talking about. Houston expects to Houston expects to lose. They expect to in a sense get blown out.
0: Well, true. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, but they're also pissy as as just a professional and as a as an athlete and as a competitor, that you're a seventeen point underdog in the National Football League. So all their mental dynamics are working too. And when they end the first quarter up ten to seven, they can sit there and go, Oh shit, we got a chance.
0: Yeah.
1: And dog, all it takes is for teams to start believing. And then what happens? Guys start making 50-yard one-handed catches over players. Uh, some guy that we've never heard of goes 10 for 124, whatever that little safety was, who had like five pass breakups, and you know every time he looked up, he was killing somebody. And I'm like, well, what is this? It's because now they're into the game, they start to believe in that talent gap before the game is irrelevant now.
0: Yeah, and, and that's the reality of how, again, How we all think, no matter what your job is, at the end of the day, that's that's how it plays out. And the Cowboys escape this one. Now you move on to Jacksonville. The Eagles play the Bears next week. Anything can happen in the NFL. But man, it it it, even if the Cowboys beat the Eagles, the Eagles' other three opponents are at Chicago, at home against the Saints, at home against the Giants. It it feels like at worst, let's say the Cowboys get them, they're fifteen and two. The only other thing I could think of, if they beat the Cowboys, they may not even play their starters against the Giants, and that game would be completely irrelevant to them. But, right, right, right. man, it, it, it feels like the road to the Super Bowl goes through Philadelphia, whether that's for the Cowboys or the Vikings or the 49ers, whomever it is, you're going to have to go on the road to Philadelphia to get to the Super Bowl this year. And Jalen Hurts has, right now to me, Jalen Hurts is your NFL MVP.
1: He playing like a dog, and uh, if let me let me tell you this as I step out on this very very skinny branch, and I'm just joking. If they go sixteen and one or fifteen and two, he's going to be the MVP. And he should be. <laughs> and he should be because um, they will have had a great season, and he will have had a great season, and he will have earned it and deserved it.
0: Jalen Hurts, right now, for those wondering, he had his tenth rushing touchdown today of the NFL season he's second on their team he's got oh what is that just just shy of 700 yards rushing on the year he cracked 3,000 yards passing uh, today against the Giants for the season and you're also talking about a guy who now if you add in the rushing touchdowns and his total of passing touchdowns so passing wise he has 22 touchdowns to three picks Add in his rushing touchdowns, we're talking about a guy who has thirty two total touchdowns with three interceptions on the season. Well now, he's certainly putting forth an MVP season. <laughs> that ain't bad. That's a hell of a lot better than a guy who's thrown nine picks in eight games. Yeah. Just I mean, saying. Yeah,
1: I mean. They're not in the same category right now.
0: No, they're not. Uh, Jalen Hurts is playing on a much higher level than Dak Prescott is right now. As a matter of fact, yeah. and we don't do this often, when the Cowboys and the Eagles play each other, I would take Jalen Hurts in that game over Dak Prescott based on what we've seen this season. Sorry. Yeah. No, we'll, and we'll I, I hate the happens, Eagles, uh, but the Eagles are a damn better team than the Cowboys right now. Welcome no, to it.
1: Just, you know, this happens, man. Teams find rhythms. Everything they do is playing well. And um, you know they they just go on a on a hot streak, and you know this is this is the Cowboys in 2016 where they just got on a hot streak and just won every game up until the end. Um, so you know I think that's that's what's that's what's happening to them. Everybody's got a comfort zone. Everybody's feeling good about their game, and the Eagles are doing the damn thing.
0: The Eagles are doing the damn thing, man, and they are. I mean, right now, honestly, I mean, I look around the NFL, I I don't know who beats them. And, and, and look, anybody, the, the 49ers, to your point, could show up and confuse the hell out of their defense. And Shanahan calls a wild game. The Cowboys, who the hell knows? I mean, we've seen versions of the Cowboys that can beat anybody in the NFL. We've obviously okay. seen versions of the Cowboys that can lose to anybody in the NFL. Pretty much all we've seen from the Eagles for the most part this season is a consistent team with a quarterback who is playing at an elite level right now and has been for the majority of the year. And and I don't know why this is a surprise. You put put the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year, and I had them in the NFC Championship game.
1: Damn sure did.
0: So let's keep that in mind. I mean, the Eagles are the team to beat. Now, can they get to the Super Bowl? We'll find out. Can somebody stop them? I don't know. I don't know that there's anybody after what we saw today and what San Francisco is doing to Tampa Bay right now with Brock Purdy, <laughs> I, I I'm putting San Francisco ahead of Dallas, but you I, I, I mean, out. dude, outside of that, tell me who else in the NFC has got is worth a crap.
1: No, there's nobody, but check this out. Um, and you, you're great at this. I'll pat you in the back. Cause it's true. Um, so the Cowboys, things are kind of like they are now in the playoff picture. Cowboys go play Tampa Bay in the first round. Yep. Uh, Ty Bowles is my guy. My boy. But his team sucks right now. Mm, They do. Uh, They're not any good. They're just not. San Francisco's just manhandling them offensively, defensively. Uh, Brady's already crying um, because he's getting hit too hard. So, Cowboys played Tampa Bay in the first round. I wouldn't give two hoots about that game. I think Dallas go down there and kick their butt because I just don't think they're very good right now. Yeah. So where I'm getting at is, okay, you win that game, do you get Philadelphia next coming off the bye?
0: It depends on it depends on who wins because you're the highest rated wild card team, so you'd go to whatever the lowest ranked team is that wins wild card wise. Right. So like like right. it, it it would be like you Philadelphia wouldn't get the highest ranked wild card team. Now, that being said, if all the divisional winners win, then Dallas would go to Philadelphia.
1: Okay, but, but they're not. So, uh, like, I think San Francisco, I'm trying to figure out where San, San Francisco looks to me like they'll end up being the five. So where would they go?
0: Well, if San Francisco wins their division, they'll be the three seed.
1: No, nah, let me see. How far behind are they from uh, Seattle?
0: They're ahead of Seattle right now. Seattle's seven and five, and Seattle's losing today. San Francisco's eight and four, and they're winning right, today.
1: So okay, so that's what it is. San Francisco's going to win the division.
0: Yeah, so so San Francisco is going to be the three seed, and then again Tampa most likely the, the four, the four, and then Dallas would be the five. That would put Seattle as the six, and then right now it's between Washington and the Giants for the seven. So the way that would work is it would be Philadelphia gets the buy. Dallas obviously plays Tampa you would have let's let's call it the Giants play Minnesota and then San Francisco would play Seattle and then San Francisco would win I think that game Minnesota the Giants who knows so yeah there there is a realistic path I mean if Minnesota and San Francisco win it would be San Francisco playing Minnesota and one, and then Dallas would play Philadelphia in the divisional round and they would lose and that would be the season and we'd be what we always are I'm just saying that's what it is. I, I mean, again, at the beginning of the year, I picked Philadelphia to win the division. I picked Dallas to be a wild card team that would get no further than the divisional round of the playoffs because until this franchise shows me that they would like to do something other than that, that's what right, this right, right. team is. All right. And all I right. think that's fair. Do they have a shot to do it this year? Yes, they do. They've had shots to do it in years past and haven't done it. They've, they've had, I mean, we all know this. We've seen years past where they had the one seed and all you had to do was win one damn game and you're in the NFC title game. And and we expect they're going to win two playoff games in the same year? Show me.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's fair to, at one level. It's unfair at another level. No, it's yeah, unfair it because
0: all those crazy. other years don't have any impact on this year, but still, right, it's, it, it's I mean, what like it that
1: is. That's why I said it. That's what I mean, because like, you know, Mike McCarthy ain't responsible for 25 years. He's responsible for three. Right. Uh, you know, but again, you're dealing with... you. De- I mean, this is no different than marrying somebody with baggage. Somebody had a bad marriage or a bad relationship, and so yeah. you have to deal with the baggage, even though it ain't got nothing to do with you. You're right. Uh, and so it just is what it is. And you And you either have to figure out how to deal with that baggage or, or that relationship will uh, will not thrive
0: yeah and it's you know it's Cleveland it's the Jets they go through different ownership they go through different GMs they go through different coaches they still can't get a quarterback yeah for whatever reason and the Cowboys have become that franchise you know that this is not the glory franchise that it was years ago this is a franchise that for there are people listening to this that are th- almost 30 years old who have no idea the Cowboys are capable of winning more than one playoff game in a season yeah and that's, yeah, that's that's where we're at with this thing, and that's their own damn fault.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know they'll have to figure out a way to get off the Schneid, so to speak.
0: Yes, they will, because again, the last time they won two playoff games in a season was 1995 when they won the Super Bowl. And wow. I mean, that's that's what it is. We know that they've won 19. I mean, this stat is very well known. Mm-hmm. We we are going to ask this team to do something that would trump 25 years of what this franchise has been. And the one constant that has been the same, whether the players change, the coaching changes, it's not on McCarthy. Jerry Jones has been here for it. The Jones family has been here for it. And the reality of it is they have three playoff wins from 1997 until now. And we think as a wild card team, they're going to win three in one year to get to the Super Bowl?
1: Well, it depends. I mean, I don't think you go into the playoffs thinking that. But you know, man, Playoffs are weird. Playoffs are weird. weird.
0: Playoffs are weird. Very weird. But, you you know, again, and I guess that's why a game like this, now you still have four games left in your regular season for the Cowboys, and you got to go to Jacksonville, then the Big Eagles game. You can get the Titans on the road, the Commanders on the road. You want to see some momentum. And they've still won four in a row. I mean, they've won four in a row, but – and I don't know that momentum matters. I mean, we've seen teams that lost their last couple of games that ran made a run to the Super Bowl. But it, you, you feel better going in if you've got momentum and you feel like you're playing at a level that you can compete for a run versus you're escaping 1-11 teams.
1: Yeah, no, I feel you as, as we sit here and watch uh, uh, San Francisco go up 21 nothing over uh, Tampa Bay.
0: And Kansas City <laughs> up 27 and nothing over Denver. Yeah. So again, it, it, and watch what the Eagles did today. Again, we it feels like we're getting a, to a point in the season and it is the NFL, but as you you get into those final four games, you want to start making statements and you want to start showing that you are a team, other teams, you want to get in the head of other teams, I feel yeah. like. You want to put something out there that's like, damn, man, they are clicking, they are working it. And now the Eagles and the 49ers are like, <laughs> the, Cowboys, the Cowboys just did that against the Texans? God damn, I hope we get them in the first round. <laughs> That's what they're thinking. Right, right, right. Fairly or unfairly, man. So before we wrap this up, we want to tell you about our friends at HFX Foundation Solutions. And maybe that's what the Cowboys need. They, they need a foundation inspection. Is this, thing, is this thing where it needs to be? But HFX Foundation Solutions, Aaron and his crews, they're going to come out and get you taken care of. It's a free, no obligation inspection. And whatever it is that you've run into, whether it's those cracks, the sticking doors, the sloped floors, the soil washout, you don't want to mess around with your foundation. You want to get that taken care of early, early, early on. And this, what they do is they come out, they give you that free, no obligation inspection. It's a 45 minute process roughly, but it could potentially save you thousands of dollars in damages down the road.
1: You know what, man? And I think that uh, that's that's one of the reasons why you, why you call them and say, hey, Check it out and and see what's happening because what you don't want is to wake up one day and find out that you got a huge problem. It's going to cost you a huge amount of money. Not when you can ask for a colonoscopy for the crib right now. Have them come out, check it out, and make sure that everything's cool.
0: It's the way to do it, so hit them up. They service all of DFW. They're local. They're family-owned. It's 817-770-0174. 817-770-0174. 817-770-0174. Or just find out more information. You can see everything that they can do for you at hfxfoundation.com. Also, of course, our friends at Smokey Johns Barbecue, Juan and Brent, the brothers who own Smokey John's. Right now is the time to get ahead of this thing, man. And I know we talked about this because everybody does these family gatherings. And, you know, whether it's actually family gathering or a holiday party with friends, they're offering their holiday pack right now. You get all of this when you order the holiday pack at Smokey John's Barbecue. Two pounds of brisket, one slab of ribs, one whole chicken, two half-gallon sides, and a gallon of tea or lemonade. All of that, all of that meat for $164.95. And that is going to take care of everything you need for your holiday parties, your family gatherings over the holiday seasons. It's a holiday pack at Smokey John's Barbecue. And man, it, it just doesn't get any better than that.
1: May I say that one more time? That sounds like a hell of a deal.
0: It is a hell of a deal. That's what I'm saying. I mean, think about this. Again, you get two full pounds of brisket, one slab of ribs, a whole chicken, two sides that are a half gallon each, which is a lot for sides, and then a gallon of tea or lemonade. You get all of that, all of that meat for $164.95. Man. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's one of those things that I would just order for myself and eat on it for a couple weeks. <laughs> You see where I'm going with that? <laughs> yeah, for real, dude. I mean, that's that's really good meat, and I mean, order it for yourself. It doesn't have to be for a family gathering. I mean, that's yeah, I'm like that's yeah, a damn good deal, dude. Hell yeah, I'm like yeah, okay. Yeah, you're yeah. like okay. I will order that. I can have this on Wednesday night for Thursday, and then yeah, I can switch it, it up.
1: You can put something in the freezer, save it up for a rainy day. Yeah,
0: man, that's what I'm saying. And then if you want, when you order that, you can order your Smoky John's barbecue sauce, and I mean. Yeah, you got it made dude it.
1: yeah hell yeah.
0: so make that happen It's smoky john's barbecue you can check them out online at smokyjohns.com and don't forget if you're in the frisco or plano area listening you can swing by the hebs in those locations and you can actually grab their barbecue rub off the shelf at heb which is pretty awesome just make sure you pay for it yes i mean yeah you would you would definitely want to do that <laughs> don't just try to walk out the front without paying they may arrest you i don't know what would happen all right man so we got we got four games left in this thing we got it's another noon kick it's cowboys on the road at jacksonville next sunday at noon and then we move on to christmas eve for that wild ass game against philadelphia at 325 on christmas eve be i should be, should be
1: a blast. i'm, I'm stoked, stoked for that one is, make sure all your shopping is done by
0: me. well i will be i will be in the little rock arkansas area getting ready for my fiance and her family, they, and this is one thing I love that they do. They have, her stepdad's family always has this big Christmas Eve party. And it's like this massive dirty Santa thing where like 35 people will bring gifts and it's always so much fun and the food is incredible and you get to see, you know, just have a really good time and you're drinking and you're hanging. And I was like, okay, we gotta make sure we get the Cowboys game in that afternoon. And then we're we're headed to the Christmas Eve party this christmas eve could be a kick-ass christmas eve
1: well good i'm glad to hear that bro
0: because see and that's why i'm glad about christmas eve cowboys win i'm headed to that party i'm celebrating i'm in a great mood it's unbelievable cowboys lose they'll have enough free booze where i won't even know (laughs) (laughs)
1: love it
0: i'm just saying man because we 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 need this one I I, I got to beat the Eagles this time. You lost the first time you played them. That's cool. It was in Philadelphia. Let's split the season series because I can't listen to Eagles fans and I can't handle the the 0-2 against the Eagles. Can't do it.
1: No, I feel you on that, bro. I feel you on that.
0: Yeah. So we'll see how it goes, but we will be back again later this week. We will continue moving forward to the Jags. And who knows? We'll see what other news happens and, and how things are turning out. Maybe even have a little Mavs conversation later this week after that ridiculous loss that they had that they should have won against Milwaukee. And then, of course, Luka doesn't play. And you go from a team that looked like they would be talking about a win streak that now has lost two in a row and once again finds themselves sitting at 500. I mean, you know, they're very
1: frustrating this year.
0: They're extremely frustrating, man. Extremely frustrating. But even then, you look at the West, they're four and a half games out of first place and they're two games out of fifth. I mean, it's... I don't know. You just hope that they can figure this thing out. And by the time they get into February, March, you know, that back part of the season, they've, they're they starting to click a little better than they are now. But, yeah,
1: because they haven't done it yet.
0: No, they haven't done that yet. And then the other thing that at some point, and I've only seen them play once this year, which, you know, based on where I live now, I'm just probably not a shock. The Dallas Stars are really damn good.
1: Oh, yeah, they're smoking it, man. They got Jason Robertson who's doing his thing. They had Heskin doing his thing to, you know huh they they got some things going on
0: yeah they are one of they are literally one of the best teams in the NHL this year and they've got a dude you mentioned Jason Robinson Robertson Rupe? dude Robertson is a heart trophy candidate the Dallas yeah, stars Luis. have a legitimate heart trophy candidate
1: who's was he on his pace with 50
0: goals yeah, it's unbelievable man I mean offensively I mean offensively this they have finally realized you know we got a lot of dudes who can score why are we playing the stupid ass defensive style? They get they a got new got coach a in. in. Yeah, new coach I mean, in.
1: I mean, I mean, they got a new coach who said, hey, let's go, some, yeah. let's go score some goals.
0: And finally, that's what they're doing, man. So, yeah, there's a lot to get into, but we will have that for you as we continue throughout the course of the week. So enjoy your week. Hope everybody has a great one. And we will talk to all of you again soon. And maybe after we sleep on this, maybe on our next podcast, I will wake up and be like, you know what? A win is a win. I doubt it. I doubt it, too, because it was the freaking Houston Texans and they were trash (laughs) and you should have taken out the trash and and look to be fair they did but the bag broke along the way and they had to scoop it all up to get it back in the bag to take out to the curb (laughs) hell yeah have a great week everybody thanks for listening to the jam session podcast make sure to find us on instagram at jam session cast of course You can also find us on Twitter at McMattRadio and at JJT underscore journalist. Our podcast is sponsored by Greening Law, a personal injury law firm in Dallas, Texas. Greening Law fights the legal battle, so you'll have time for healing and renewal. Give them a call at 972-934-8900. Greening Law, Office, Dallas, Texas.